Opie Radio. Yo, this is Matt Farah from the Smoking Tire Podcast. We do a podcast about cars. If you're into that sort of thing, come check us out. More importantly, I have been a fan of Greg Opie Hughes and all of his radio programs for over 20 years. I had Sirius XM 1.0 in my pimped out Exploa. Yes, I did. More recently, I have become a massive fanboy of the Cuban. My fiance even calls him my Cuban boyfriend. I swear to God. But while that man is so full of street smarts, he blows my mind every time I listen to him on the Opie Radio podcast. Grandmothers, most of them awful hacky cooks. Every time the Cuban opens his mouth, a little nugget of Cuban street wisdom comes out. She'll make that apple pie right, money every right. time. Doesn't mean she's good. Bring her to the kitchen with me. I'll crush your <laughs> I will embarrass her. Last episode, I was listening... And my mind was blown by something Carl said because for the first time, he was so wrong. And I got so angry. Carl said, You ever go to Silicon Valley? Those nerds got the hottest girls. No, they don't. Carl, what are you smoking, my friend? I have a place up in Silicon Valley, and let me tell you something. While they may build some interesting electric cars and flamethrowers and, like, AI vaginas that can simulate all different cultures. My personal favorite, the Asian one, also known as Yellowtail. But the simple truth is, those guys in Silicon Valley that were pimp enough to get hot girlfriends packed up and moved to Venice. And all that's left up there is awkward nerds fucking other awkward nerds very awkwardly. The only exception, of course, is on Thursday nights at that sugar daddy bar, and I'm not going to name names, but that's probably where Carl was, and he thinks that's representative of the whole place. While they build some cool stuff in Silicon Valley, Carl... Nerds with Hot Girlfriends is pure fan fiction. Don't matter if you're one sex, the other sex, or somewhere in the middle. But enough out of me. What you came here for is the Opie Radio Podcast. Well, well, well. Isn't this a nice surprise? Lamb chop. What's going on? Fucking hot, bro. I can't believe you're going to walk all the way across town with me to go get Vic Henley for the big podcast today. Vic Henley's texting me like crazy because he knows I'm in the city. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you go now, now, now? Fuck you, Vic Henley. <laughs> uh, he's like, take a cab. And he tries to entice me with stuff like, drug dealers outside. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Wait, so you're not walking across town with me to... Get Vic Henley? No, I'm not walking across town with you to get Vic Henley. Well, then why the hell are you here? Because we're going to go get a drink. I can't get a drink. i got to go get Vic Henley. Are you going with a bunch of 10-year-old kids? You could be drunk and we'll go pick up another drunk. I'm, in a, I'm on a tight schedule. Do you understand what it takes to wrangle all you guys up at once? It's two phone calls. No, I've been going back and forth with Sherrod Small. Right. right. So I'm trying to coordinate the whole thing. We're going to be at Get Parts today. And it's going to be the first time that all of us are together since we got fired a year ago. You got fired, bro. Why can't you, like, just say we all got fired? All right, we all got fired, but you got fired first. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you accept that we all got fired? I, I'm going to get Vic Henley. No, we're not. We're going to 72nd Street. We're going to get a drink. I can't a goddamn drink, Opie. I actually need a hot dog. I want to go to uh, Grape, Grape Papaya. 
No problem. Or Gray's papaya, right? Yeah, it don't matter. As long as you can afford them, you can call them Lupe's panadas. It doesn't matter. Here. Yes, sir. Well, I just want to catch. Yes, the, sir. I want to catch the shade from the awnings because it's hot. I, I don't even notice shade when I'm walking. Look at my long sleeve shirt. Yeah, what is wrong? Are you, are you scared of bees? <laughs> <laughs> what are you nursing a new tattoo? I walk around like I'm hiding track marks. It's like you have like psoriasis or something. <laughs> I don't know why I do this. I got a long sleeve shirt. It's got to be 90 degrees here in New York City. It is. So I'm single now, bro. I'm calling the shots, cuz. I understand that. So I went on a date. Oh, no, I went on yeah. a first date. Yes, this is yeah. the first date I went on that I had the power that I have now. Like, knowing, being a chef, and, and, and you know, it's been, I've been in a gulag for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? How was the date? What, what do you guys do? You, you go roller skating or something? put it to you this way. We could have wrapped up the date at the bar before dinner. What, just sucking face? No, I don't su- I don't do I don't do PDA. I don't like that. So if, why unless I'm at a bar and, and you have singles in your garter belt, then that's a different story. Wait, so you picked up a girl at a bar, that's different than going on a date. We met at a bar and uh, I haven't been closing in ten years. I'm I'm full back speed, full closing. Alec Baldwin, always be closing. It was incredible. With that said, like uh, you know, did did you last? Well, I mean it's all it's all relative. It's all relative. I mean, did I last as long as a commercial? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was like putting a monkey in a bathroom with a shotgun. All of a sudden, boom! It's all over. <laughs> that's, that's it? <laughs> was she cool with it, or were you like... I, I gave her a high five, told her, good job, sport, and I put on Sports Center. But I, no, no, that's... Yeah, but you could always pull out other plays. Yeah, I was, I, I was tapped out. I was against the ropes. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't think anything was going to move that quickly. Really? Good for you. Cleaning out the pipes. My God, it was like putting the Titanic, like lifting it out of the fucking bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Mike Tyson in Tokyo against Buster oh, Douglas. <laughs> All fucking reputation, no fucking punch. Oh, that is funny, man. <laughs> You know, come on, man. Walk with me to go get Vic Henley. This will be cool. Walk with you to get Vic Henley. It's a zero. There's a zero chance. Well, we could get Gray's papaya. I'll, d- I'll drop you off at, uh, at the bar, my favorite bar. Oh, the bar we went to. Yeah. Oh, here's got parts. Yeah, we'll be here in a little while. So we're. This is a lot of walking. Now I got to walk back the other way later. I didn't want to show you this because I knew you would be bothered by that. Oh, look, they got us roped off already. Oops. Look, they roped us off. It's reserved. Oh, no, all bro. nice. All the fake Europeans watching the World Cup. Look at that cat staring at those fucking pigeons. Oh my God, it's a cat lady. You want to talk to her, Carl? Oh, no, I don't like the people. We noticed your cat was uh, eyeing those pigeons. Yeah, the cat lives there. Oh yeah, the cat lives in the cat- pet market. He belongs. Okay. Yeah. He always on. He ain't catching them. Yeah, you're. He, he ain't catching the the pigeons. All right. That's a weird lady. Yeah. So she had a stroke as she was talking to you. But this is what I was telling you about the at, heat. at the barbecue right. thing. When it gets really hot in New York City, the real crazy people come out and play. They all say hello, man. They loved you. Huh. Even Bill Durney. He hates everybody. I, I, those guys were awesome, man. Billy wanted us to go out to Chicago, but we're going to be in Nantucket. Yeah, we are. That's going to be a fun podcast. Vic Henley set that whole thing up. Good job, Vic Henley, huh? Dude, the, the barbecue guys were amazing. I feel like I got like a whole bunch of new friends out of that. They are. They're great people, man. Now, let me tell you something. If you're ever in Mississippi or Texas or South or Aiden, North Carolina, these guys will literally hide you. You can come with like blood on your shirt and be like, hide me. Like, you got it. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I didn't want to ask too many questions. 
Those guys, those are real dudes, man. I enjoyed listening to that podcast. That was that was awesome. It came out really well. So where was the first date? So what happens is, I, I, uh, I so this is my first date doing like you know, Food Network and shit like that. You know right, what I mean? right. And knowing everybody, and I call my buddy who owns this ginormous fucking restaurant, beautiful, five star, everything, right? And I call him and I'm like, hey, cuz, get me. Uh, I'm coming on a date. He goes, done, chef, done. The restaurant's like three floors, and the third floor is like all private, and it's this old marble mansion. Oh, I saw that joint on on your Instagram. Yeah, I get there, and people are just from the valet. I come up with my VW Fox, <laughs> <laughs> things leaking oil all the way up the all the way up the all the way up the pavement. How annoyed were they? Oh, they were so annoyed. And I'm like giving them instructions, like careful reverse, don't touch that button. <laughs> right. That's not a fire; it's just smoke. You know what I mean? Like I had to have like a whole like conversation. Right? They, don't they, don't they, use the e-brake. Park it against the wall. Right. It'll roll somewhere else. It won't be where you left it. <laughs> they must be so confused by you because they're like, "Wow, he's a big Food Network star. So why is he, why is he driving this piece of shit?" No, hold on one sec, Jesus. Those are the haters from Twitter just driving around with sirens. I was going to say, they're they're trying to revive my career. (laughs) That's funny. Before we get into this, we're going to get a hot dog. What are you getting at your hot dog? Uh, Hear me out. I go go hot dog. I go sauerkraut every time. Perfect. And a nice yellow mustard. That's it. Let's do it. See, I'm I'm not as crazy as you think with my food. I don't get crazy fancy. Papayas. How many hot dogs do you get? Uh, Two. Is that it? That's good, right? Can I get it? Here, I'll hold it, because he's paying. I'm paying today, sir. Oh. Oh, dude, you're not down a cane. Oh, Pete. Let me get your cane for you. I'm going to need one of those, soon. I got a bad back. Really bad. Two herniated discs. Okay. All right, let's go. I got it. Two uh, mustard, sauerkraut, onion. How many? Two with a papaya drink. Yes. And then he's going to have two with sauerkraut and mustard. Yes, that's it. You want a papaya drink? Uh, no, I don't. I don't believe in. Papaya. And another papaya drink. Well, what's a papaya drink? You gotta drink the papaya. The place is called Papaya. You should always order whatever the name is. Yeah, but they got a coconut champagne. Yeah, that sounds like it's gonna give you the poopies. They got a banana daiquiri. <laughs> that doesn't have any alcohol. That way, it's not a daiquiri. Okay. I'm from Cuba. That's where it comes from. Shit, Opie came out with forty bucks. <laughs> 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 Thank God we got hot dogs. <laughs> oh, there's mine. Thank you. Where's the uh, yellow mustard? He put, he put it on it. He put it on there. Yes. Oh, a little goldens. It's yep. more of a goldens than a yellow mustard. Just eat, eat the hot dog. Thank brain, you, sir. Man. I enjoy your dogs, brother. Here you go. Hope he wants to give you $2. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, he's appreciate it. Thank you. No, here. Thank you. Take that too. Thank oh, you. He gave you a. Di- he actually gave you. Just gave <laughs> the guy a dime. Just now, just God bless me. you, bro. Hold on. Get yourself a straw. I'm thinking I need a little more mustard on mine. No, you're fine. Why am I fine? I don't see the mustard. I drown my hot dogs with mustard. All right, all right, I'm, 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 I'm right here. All right. Look how annoyed you are. <laughs> You're like, here, here, here. You didn't even get me a straw. I thought you I did. Don't get single, bro. You'd be out one shot. Why? You know, weird with your hot dog and not getting the other person's straw. I'm sorry, I didn't get your straw. Now what? Now we eat them? I actually just got out of prison? I actually love hot dogs. I love hot dogs. Love them. Ah. That's what I like right there. Wow. Really? Tattooed Puerto Rican girl like that? That's 
she looked, she looked like you just got out of prison. I know, but wouldn't that be nice? I mean, you know how much stuff you need when you get out of prison? I can help her. Bro, those type of chicks. The today. cabin would be like the Mount Derry Lodge to her. <laughs> <laughs> that, that look scares the hell out of me. What? What, what? Why? She was sexy, but there were just... I'm not... I come from a... I come from a time when girls got like a little butterfly tattoo on their ankle. Uh, I was single for the, the tramp stamp for a little while, right? But now, uh, man, these... The butterfly, you're just... My wife had one. Did she really? And it was ginormous. On her ankle? No, on her back. Oh, really? A giant butterfly. And it looks like it was made by one of the ladies from Orange is New Black. <laughs> it was made with, like, prison ink. Nothing oh. worse than... And then she had two angels on her thighs. Ooh. It's too much. That's a lot, right? Yeah, but they weren't, like, good. Like, like now people have good tattoo work. If a tramp stamp's too big, it's... She had, like, hers have a little child trafficky looking. <laughs> <laughs> But you see these uh, these girls walking around with like full sleeves and stuff. Right. I don't get it, man, because I just don't come from that era. I don't mind the tattoos on girls. The the full like sleeves. What about tattoos around the boobs, man? Off limits for me. Thank you. Why would you do Ruins that? Ruins everything. You, Why would you do that's that? That's a no tattoo zone. And freckly uh, cleavage drives me nuts. Huh? Sorry, I'm eating. Freckly cleavage? You have freckly cleavage. Like, you have freckles. Not on my cleavage. Oh. I'm saying, like, freckled cleavage oh, is, oh, is the worst. Oh. Yeah. I agree. These hot dogs are so damn good. Aren't they? So then what happened with the date? We're getting inside the restaurant. She's meeting me there. I'm having drinks with the owner. And then just run it. We didn't have to order anything. The men, like, which is they brought us upstairs, and it was just... And then, you know when things are going to go well. Let's just put it that way. You know what? I'm like, wow, that's it. I'm, I'm clicked in. You're I'm good on, to go. I'm on top of the aircraft carrier. I'm on the catapult. Target is locked in. It's locked in. And then after that, there's nothing I can do wrong. Once I knew it was locked in, I just I stopped talking to her and I got on my phone. There's always something you can do wrong. Oh, yeah. The drinking. It gets to a point where you can't land the plane anymore because she's too drunk. I've never seen that. <laughs> oh my God, turn this off. Turn this off. We got a Me Too thing. We got a Me Too situation. I've never seen that. I've heard about it. Oh, that's always, that was always the drag. When you, you, you just didn't like figure it out properly. And you're like, ah, fuck. Two drinks too much. And now it's like... I was holding, holding, you know, the hair back as they're puking in oh, your toilet. I'll clean them up, brush their teeth, and everything. You're fully committed. <laughs> wow. Whoa. What are you? What are you doing? Bravo. Stop. Man. Don't clap at them. It's a hot dog place. I, I want them to feel good about what they're doing. They're not. They're, a little bit of clapping makes people angry. They're hiding behind a hot grill, and you're here in your pajamas saying bravo. It's a long sleeve shirt. And you gave him a dime as a tip. <laughs> I always give my change. In this case, it was 10 cents. Sometimes they really make out. Like, if it's, you know, all of a sudden you get 95 cents back. Oh, what are they going to do? Yeah, but I'm talking, like, if it's a cup of coffee and all of a sudden it's, like, you know, 305, I give them the 95. And then other times people get fucked, you know, they get only a nickel or a dime. I, all it's right. just how I work. I got it. That lady looks like she's ready to pop. 
Yeah. I used to have a, um, a pregnant fetish. What? Yeah. I know people with that. That's a real thing? Yeah, I used to have that. Well, well I'm, how do you I know it's used gone? To, it, I don't know. It's just kind of gone. Like, Has I, it gone like right after you said, wow, look at that lady? Well, that, <laughs> one, that one was rough. She was, she was a mess. But no, I, I Dude, swear. That was a thigh tattoo. See, that's just too much, right? What do you mean it's too much? No, I, I used to, uh, when I walked around New York and you see like a, a young woman that was pregnant and... And like the boobies wearing gorge and stuff, and and she was still wearing sexy stuff. It would drive me nuts. You're talking about when they're like one day pregnant? No, I mean, it, yeah, you can't be like, it can't be like nine months, like first trimester. Yeah, eh, maybe even a little. Eh. Whoa, baby, slow down. <laughs> I think we squeeze into the second. Oh. <laughs> I think we squeeze into the second trimester with the uh, the fetish in full effect. You're dead in the kid's head, dude. <laughs> I never went there. The kid, the kid's born with a black eye. But I never <laughs> went there. It was just something kind of, I don't know, hot about it. And I'm also the creep that will absolutely try to take a peek when they're nursing in a park. Just want to let you know that. I figured it was time to let you know these things. You're a, you're a, a breastfeeder watcher? A little bit. You got to go to a nervous hospital, bro. That's, <laughs> I'm, not, that's, I'm, I'm never, not the only one. I'm not the only I one. I know. I've been to the park. There's like nine opies all over the bushes. <laughs> Like Navy SEALs every time someone breastfeeding. <laughs> We're stepping all over each other. The guy hiding behind the newspapers. One guy comes out of the garbage can like Oscar the Grouch. Oh, man. First bite of the hot dog is always the best. That's up with everything. That's with everything. Drugs, alcohol, that first sip of beer. Huh. So did you like your uh, your cabin? There's no cabin. You didn't go cabin? Smart. Where'd you go? I guess I don't need to know. But. Oh, yeah. Probably listen to the podcast. Wow. What's going on here? Just bending over looking for change or something. Got some outfit. That's a weird outfit. Whoa. That's a, I'm not sure, right? What is that? That might be a guy, right? Is that a guy? Was I just looking at a guy? God, I hate when that happens. That might be a guy. Fuck, I was looking at a dude. That guy, girl thing is... Oh, well. What girl, guy thing is... not as bad as your pregnant fetish. The, the guy to a girl thing is a little weird. And they're getting good at it now. A little, yeah, they're getting a little too good at it. You ever go to Brazil? No. Be very careful. Well, this is nice. I like this. I like the Filipino girls. Right? It's all right. You don't like that? It's all right. How about this? That's a mess. What do you? But why? What do you? What do you mean a mess? Look at that. How's that a mess? Because you're lowering your standards. Of course I am. I'm Home Depot. I'm volume price now, bro. <laughs> I'm single, man. Don't lower your value. What, what do you mean lower my? No one. It's not like they know each other. Well, who's this Yanni? Look like Yanni. Right? Doesn't he look like Yanni? How good are these hot dogs? Are they? They're. I mean, what's he talking about? Oh, stop talking to me. I like talking to people. All right, let's get a drink, Rob. I'm literally, I'm shaking from that drink. Right. I'm not a fan of the papaya drink. You didn't like it? Not really. Bro, until next time. All Cheers. Right. They don't know you. Keep going. What, what? They don't know you. What do you why aren't you? Like? Why aren't you friendly? What do you I mean? I'm not friendly because I'm a New Yorker. Fuck friendly. Wow, I don't like this papaya drink. You don't like it? Give me no. This guy. Mr. Friendly. You want a papaya drink, sir? I, I don't like it. Oh, I, I don't like wasting food. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. He didn't want it. You're welcome, sir. Hey, Autism Opie, I was joking. I didn't want you to talk to the guy. I didn't think you needed it. I was just trying to be nice. 
<laughs> You're 100 percent embarrassing. <laughs> That's 100 percent embarrassing. Oh. Man, would you like my papaya drink? Okay, I, I just don't like it. I don't like wasting food. Okay, all right. Come on, Opie. What? I'm not going to be able to walk with you. This is one of the reasons I'm not going to go with you to pick Vic Henley up. Yeah, but see, as soon as I know you're, like, a little uncomfortable, it gets way worse now. <laughs> it gets way worse. Look at this place. This is a new place, huh? Seven Hills. Mediterranean is not going to work. Why won't it work? This has a lot of negatives. Why? Well, it's the wrong color. Right? It's white. So that's going to look dirty in about a week. The pictures on the menu, that, nothing is set. Everything is kind of haphazard. So right off the bat, you look at the place and you're like, they're not ready for me. They're not ready to give me a quality experience. And you nailed some. We're looking at a, a poster that has all their dishes. Right. And they, they took pictures of their food terribly. Yeah. I learned a little bit about that when I used to film local commercials. I did so all the tricks. commercials. I did all the tricks to make uh, things look way more appetizing. Like adding shaving cream for whipped cream. Smart. I forgot what we did with the beer. There was something we used to we did. use milk. I'm um, used to use glue for milk on cornflakes. What do you mean? Elmer's glue. We used to take pictures of cornflakes. Really? Yeah. Because that way you can you don't have to keep swapping it out. You know, because every five seconds the, the milk's going to eat through the cornflakes. So we would use uh, Elmer's school glue. Now that's smart too. It's perfect. Oh, 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 for the uh, yeah. Smell the bio. The what? Someone just hit me with. Fucking body odor was awful. It's that lady. It was that lady. Right? Yeah, that it was that lady right there. What the fuck? Um. Yeah, he don't play. I've tried to talk to him over the years. Don't punch in the face. I won't bother you, sir. I know. You We've had did. problems over you the years. Did. I know. We're good, bro. He's staring at me. Oh boy. Of look, look, said, look, look, look. I'm not looking at him, bro. <laughs> he just picked up his soup like he was gonna throw it at me. He throws a soup, then he doesn't have a problem with me. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I'm like, hey, guess what, asshole? Now I'm full. You're gonna deal with someone full crazy. <laughs> How much shit I've lost this year? <laughs> Fucking decapitate you. Oh, I'm dropping you off over there, and then I'm going to go get Vic. Ah, that's perfect. Is that good? Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with that. Come in for a drink, though. I, I got to go. We're going to be late, because we, we only have the, the joint uh, for a few hours. Oh, there's a cocoa man around here. I don't care about the cocoa man. No. I heard that thing. You were, when, you were with, uh, when you were talking to the cocoa man about uh, with uh, Chris, right? No, I've been. Oh no, that was the honey dude. No, I've been bothering the cocoa man for over a year. When I go live on Instagram and Facebook and all that, right? And I, I tell him I'm going to be in soon, but I never go in. Here he is. Watch, watch. I'm not going in. Watch. No. Where's the cocoa man today? Cocoa man. Where's the cocoa man? No, the main guy, the cocoa man. I told him I would come back for some cocoa. He's not in today. I think so, yeah. You want a papaya drink? Enjoy. I, I, I can't have it. I'm allergic. All right. I got to go. All right. They're uh, they're not playing today. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, Sophie. I'm literally sitting here like, I might have to fight. <laughs> yeah. that, they were looking at you. That, that was that guy. Good. That guy was straight up gangster. Yes. It's not the guy I usually mess with. No, that was OG, bro. And you're like, good to get coming. Well, then I'm recording, so then I feel like I got to commit. And inside, I'm like... Wow. I'm like a little nervous, but like fuck. Stuff that you're doing to yourself, just be like, my bad, and just walk out. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> All right, here you're going to uh, this place, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. To, you know, I joined Snapchat the other day. Really? Holy! I've never done the snap. It's a titty tornado. Really? I got more naked pictures in a half hour. 
you gotta get on there. Were they people that knew you? Yeah. Or were they just like strangers? Some were strangers. Wanting to show their titties. I mean, it was it was a mixture of everything. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I never did the snap. No snap for the kid. A couple trolls followed me, which is funny. And like they take like a little quick video and inside their house and they literally live like it's fucking Turzakstan. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the dudes that are like, fuck you, OP. Like they're sitting there and they got like their kid made like wall art out of huge Jiffy Pop fucking containers. I, I'm, I'm finally okay with the haters and I'll tell you why. Because I, I finally came to the realization fighting a hater is like fighting a ghost. Oh, I like that, Opie. It's like you know fighting what I like better? You have a ghost on your lip, and I can't even concentrate. Well, right, what, so. the, what, what the fuck? No, it's now like it's on your top lip. It's like on your very small, thin, white top lip. Oh, oh, there it goes. Ooh, that was a little extra sauerkraut for the kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go inside. Watch. Just jiggling in her little mm-hmm. sundress, right? Will you look at this? I'm looking. We're looking. We're definitely looking. You don't have to say that, Opie. What? We're going to catch a charge out here with your autism. <laughs> Bro, stop. I just wanted her to know we were looking. She knew, because you know why? Because she has fucking eyes, and we have eyes, and we weren't looking at her face. <laughs> All right, go inside. Jesus. I got to go get Vic now. Put on a fucking helmet. Put a balloon around <laughs> your fucking listen. wrist. You you bring this shit out in me. What are you talking about? I don't know why, but you do. I'm just hanging out with my boy, and I'm like, look at this girl. You're like, ha, we're not, ha, ha, we're looking at you. Who the fuck does that? You're killing me out here, kid. Because then if she smiles, then it, it adds to the whole thing, doesn't it? She's going to smile. You're a good-looking dude. Thank you, sir. All right, go inside. I'm going to go get Vic Henley. Fuck We're going to come back and get you. Though. We're going to come back and get you. You should be walking with me. Come with me. All right. There goes Carl. I'm going to get Vic Henley. He just he just gave me one of those, ah, as he walked into this just dank bar. Actually, that was the bar me and Carl started at before we did the day drinking episode with Vic Henley from uh, Ribbon. We were in there for like two or three hours, and he was in no mood for me to turn on any recording device. So we sat there and drank as he was dealing with uh, some divorce stuff. And then he finally got his shit together in a good way. And then we met Vic Henley. And then we did that day drinking episode, which people seem to really, really like. All right. I think I'm going to do a little time travel now. I'm uh, walking towards Central Park. I got to get all the way on the other side and uptown a little bit and pick up Vic Henley. And then we're going to walk all the way back and get Carl. So, Joey, you take it away. Do some of that cool, like, production stuff to make it sound like I just did some time traveling. And this uh, podcast will pick up with me. Outside Vic Henley's apartment. No problem, Opie. As soon as I get my penis out of this tight AI vagina. Why don't we take a shortcut right here and you'll be with Vic on the other side. Just do me one favor. Try not to podcast while you cross the street. It's always way too windy in those pockets of the city. You're a pro. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. The Westwood One Podcast Network. The Tom Bernard Podcast. I'm thinking about writing a book called 1%. I'm talking 1% of people in the world who are not either stupid, crazy, or crooked. That would be cynical. Well, we're all beautifully flawed. Beautifully flawed? I'd like to say that. That just sounds much more politically correct. The Tom Bernard Podcast. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free. Free. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 
Dopey Radio. And there's the man himself. What's up, Vic Henley? It's all supposed to be. You're on the wrong stoop. People have been killed for less than this. I'm not on the wrong stoop. I'll explain what's going on here. So, how long have we known each other, for real? Four or five years? At least five. At least five. Six, maybe. And we're finally getting to a point where... You were outside my building where I lived. Not allowed in. Not allowed in. I mean, it wasn't that you weren't allowed in. I'm not letting you in. (laughs) Exactly. But but this is good news. We're getting close. We're getting close. Three doors away. Yeah, because for for many years, I didn't know where you lived, and you didn't know where I lived. True. So now we're at the point. Apparently, Carl is just allowed to walk up and ring the bell (laughs) every single time. Yeah, that's what happens. I'm just looking for Carl, carte blanche. I brought him a hat. He wouldn't even walk across. The goddamn park for so I felt like I was, uh, you know, uh, invading your your privacy. So I decided to sit on this stoop, a few sure. a few down, just All to right. give you a little room, you know, as we work out this relationship. But I think we're close to seeing each other's apartment. Well, uh, maybe I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really not sure. Maybe I don't know. Yours has been under renovation for how long? Twenty-seven uh, t- years. Uh, pretty much two years. Twenty-seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, you th- have an outdoor space? I have an outdoor space that you'll Ooh. never see. That you'll never see. Wait. It th- smells like a litter box right now. Why does it smell like a litter box? There's one tree left that uh, for a couple of weeks every June, it uh, it has to do its pollen urination thing. And so it's like, uh, if Ron White would always, when I told Ron about this, he was hanging out with me and he's like, Cat piss season! I like that time. Opie, don't forget to pause while you're crossing the street. A little windy. So I just have to keep the door closed. Now, I've heard of the trees that smell like uh, splooge. I don't know this. Oh, absolutely. We used to talk about that on the uh, the old the old version of the radio show, but like early spring, they start blooming, and it literally smells like, like splooge. Well, there were three of these, and it rained so bad, and there were three of them, and the co-op was so happy that it, it flooded the back, and two of them fell over and just landed on the top of the building and didn't hurt anything. Right. They just... Literally like a telephone pole leaned over and the roof stopped them and then they got to cash in on a jillion dollar nice you know insurance claim and they've got them all removed and they left one one of them didn't turn over and then they so listening to all the fancy people go just tear that one up because there's like pigeons that live in it and there's every now and then somebody gets some bird poop or something weird and. You Nothing know. wrong with a good insurance scam. It, but it was, no, it was it was so good. We were so happy, everyone I'm, involved. I'm not saying I've been involved with an insurance scam, but I'm a big fan of insurance scams because I think those mother effers are constantly trying to screw you anyway. So if you can get one over on them, I'm all in. You know, both my brothers got accused of insurance fraud. Really? And, and, didn't, and, and they were not. They were just running with the wrong crowd, so to speak, you know. But they... Um, they were both running around this guy, and he had all kinds of Bernie Madoff pyramid <laughs> fraud scam companies that none of it worked. And so Mike and Terry did go on vacation with him. They did. They, all right. Hey, you want to go to the Virgin Islands? Who the fuck don't want to go to the Virgin Islands? <laughs> so, but why, why was it illegal to go to the Virgin Islands? It's, well, no, they just the guy got convicted. I think he's still in white collar jail. And, oh, okay. Uh, but it was yeah, you were running around with him, so they. If you were writing his insurance on one of his fake companies, then it looked like you were in on the scam. So, but they both had to go back, and there was whole depositions, and they they, they told everything, and then they were absolved, and everything was fine. Oh, <laughs> but that's, a little excitement, though. But Mike, oh yeah, Mike to this day goes, 
Who's gonna walk out the fucking virgin house? His comeback right. 40 years later. Opie, do you hear me, bro? Wouldn't you want to go to the Virgin <laughs> Islands? And he's wearing the t-shirt that says, I'm a virgin islander. Okay. <laughs> so. He's not one of those guys that wears the wacky t-shirts, is he? No, no. He just, not at that time. Okay. He was 25 or whatever. My, uh, my dad was a, a, well, let's just put it this way, an entrepreneur slash scammer. I remember the scammer. business. I remember the <laughs> The concrete business is one of the greatest. Well, yeah, well, that was just to keep us busy. <laughs> that was in a business. That was to keep us out of our okay. crazy mom's hair. All right. For the people that, that don't know, my dad decided to keep us busy that we would do a lot of cement work around my house, building walls and paths that went nowhere. Literally, we'd go to nowhere. I'm like, Dad, this path is going up into the woods. Just keep pouring concrete. <laughs> We're outside. Right. It's a beautiful day. Stay away from her. Did I ever tell you this one, that my uh, my family was part of a, a church? No. So we didn't have to pay taxes? No. <laughs> True story. My dad ran with these guys, and they were all entrepreneurs, and they, they always had a way around shit. And one of them was that... Greg, what the fuck? My dad created his own church. And because he created his own church... The wind. We didn't have to pay sales tax on so stuff. So it was the... What did he call it? I don't remember, Vic. I you wish I remember. What it, what no. It, the, the reverend... Was his name? Was his name involved? Was there... I honestly don't Jesus remember. You don't... Nothing. Yeah. I, 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 I gotta think you have to put Jesus in there somewhere, right? Well, it depends on what religion it is. It can be Allah or Jah or... It, it, was, it was a tax... Hindu. It was a, it was a tax scam. But it was it was all on the up and up. I think they've changed the uh, the laws and the rules since then because I, I don't hear of this anymore. But we had to walk around as kids with a tax exempt form, <laughs> and whatever we paid for, we had to hand in the tax right. exempt form so and say we're a, part of a church, yeah. so they they wouldn't charge us the tax. And it was always humiliating going with my friends. I never pulled that thing out, but I was always asked when I got home, "Did you pull out your tax exempt form?" Well, you know, that's so insanely. Crazy. You never <laughs> even told me. Yeah, yeah. I just wish you could think of the name. I can't remember. The, you know what? I, you I'll, know, I'll Sacred let, Heart, Bleeding, something, Christ Church. You know what? I'll text my brother as we're walking. You'll know. Yes. My brother Scott has a much better memory than me. I'll, let's see if he comes up with it. As we I, walk I to. I think he will. I think he will. As he we will. walk to go uh, meet Carl, who I left at a dive bar. We have the full on Hasidic. No, it's the Mohawk. I see them. I see that. It's usually, I've seen the curls. That's curly fries. Yes, I've seen the curls. But usually you don't see the fully shaved head and just the curls. So this guy is serious. And yet, his wife doesn't have her head covered. No, she's... uh, She's just walking around in blue sneakers, so... They may be the rednecks of Hasidim. <laughs> they're, on the, they're on the fringe out here. I don't know what's their progressive. Oh, my God. And yet not. I don't know. The uh, the Shiites are the best, though. The, where, where the men are allowed to walk around and when it's 100 degrees out in cargo shorts and sandals and a T-shirt. And the women have to be completely covered. Well, that's... How is that a thing? I don't get it. I'm not making fun of anyone's religion. I just simply don't get it. Again, you got to look up Tater Sadler's joke on this. <laughs> He's got, he has a joke about the place that they aren't really out one eye hole, not two. <laughs> He's got a whole bunch of material oh about God. it, and I'm not going to do his act. But okay. But that's... Look up a little Tater Salad, one eye hole. <laughs> I will absolutely look that up. All right, let me... Uh... Yo, Scott. 
I'm podcasting with Vic Henley, and I'm trying to remember the name of Dad's church when we were growing up, when we had the tax-exempt forms. Vic is laughing as I uh, text you this. Get back to me. I need the answer. Bye. This is too good to be true. I don't know. It's real, man. No, I believe you. I'm just saying. This is this was a Fred Sanford episode. This was a Sanford and Son, and I forgot how it played out, but it somehow or another backfired on him. Then we need to go this way. Oh, ah, nice. It somehow backfired on him. So we're walking in at 90th Street at the Reservoir. Um, this is where I go every day for a couple of hours. Beautiful. There's usually a little man that sits in there. He's been sitting there for about 70 years. Doing what? Uh, nothing. Telling people, go around. <laughs> <laughs> that's his whole that's job? That's his, that's go his, around. He's a volunteer. <laughs> oh where, where are we? You're in the <laughs> lake. Go around. <laughs> Circle. Now, I'm surprised I've never seen you because we're on the horse path. We're on uh, the bridal path, yes. Uh, the bridal path, they call it officially, yes. And I do that. I do the biking. Oh, you do? Yeah, I've never been on the bridal path like this. I'm no, always on the is... outside doing the loop on my bike. We, uh, I was getting my first divorce, and uh, we were, there was four or five people, like, I was getting a divorce, two dudes I knew were uh, seven, eight-year relationships were breaking up, where they'd lived together and moved across country and stuff, and then another girlfriend of one of them, same thing. She found out her husband was a crackhead, Whoa. like two months before their wedding. And he's in jail. He has to call her from jail. He's been tricking her on every single time he would go, well, I'm having boys night out on the weekend or something. He's somewhere smoking crack. In like a crack house? Yes, like a crazy hidden double life Wall Street thing, you know? But how could you hide that from your wife that you're an actual crackhead? Wouldn't there be signs like your teeth falling out and losing a lot of weight? If it's one day a week or whatever you're, he's got his time that he's doing his thing. So if it's heroin or crack or pills or whatever, I don't know. But she joined us on and we used to just, everything had happened within one month. So everybody's relationship crumbles for whatever reason. And so we would come out here at 7.30 in the morning, 9 o'clock. Sometimes we'd walk two or three times a day, and it was just like, we need to walk off the hate. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just just four of us out here just stomping (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Just mad. And then you got to hear, go around. (laughs) (laughs) So totally, but it was so strange. But that's when I started doing this, and then... She ended up giving us all a book called Nature Walks of Central Park. And so it started telling you, we're like, here's the biggest tree. Here's the oldest tree. Right. Here's this. Here's why this is called this. Blah, blah, blah. Well, this view here, unfortunately, we don't have video. We're like right next to the reservoir in the middle of Central Park. That view's been in a million movies. Oh, absolutely. I used to, you know, when uh, my friends from Europe come over here, I would go, I'd point to this and go, we don't have castles, so we just build buildings that look, look like, like castles. Look like castles, right. <laughs> That's, you know. What was the Michael Douglas movie? Devil's Advocate? Devil's, help me out. Uh, Wall Street is Michael no, Douglas. Not, not, Keanu not, Reeves is uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, but wasn't Michael Douglas in that as well? No, it's Al Pacino. Al Pacino, yeah, of course. Duh. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah. So, Devil's Advocate. There's a. They use this this uh, shot in the movie a lot with the sun going down or coming up. Anyway, that's too visual for this, but whatever. Nah, but if you're gonna go Devil's Advocate, I gave a shout out to Judy Ivy, uh, my friend's wife. <laughs> really? Brain, yeah, who played Keanu's mom? Right. But uh, Judy's fabulous. So you will see Judy on Nantucket. Yay! Yeah, we're going to Nantucket. I you can't will see wait. Judy on Nantucket. We'll be podcasting from Nantucket, matter of fact. Judy's funnier than most comics I know. (laughs) 
Well, that's not a, that's not um, a stretch. Well, if you're a 50-year legend, <laughs> no, there's a there's <laughs> a lot the of stage. Well, what do you mean by funnier? Because what I've, I've discovered over the years is like there are guys that can put a set together that is hilarious, but then when you talk to them, they're not funny at all. Oh, okay, right, a little bit, sure. We've been uh, we've got Stephen Ronts opening for Ron White. How's that on the show Friday that we're going to be on Nantucket? And he'll come on the show. So the podcast? I don't know. We, this is the thing. I was started asking. He's odd, and he's Stephen Wright, and he's absolutely brilliant. But if I'm like, can I get him what he? And they're like, and I call Don Gavin, who's going to host the show, and Gav's like, just leave him alone. <laughs> You know, He'll come if you want. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Dude, he, he, you know. he was on the show once, and I, I am a huge Stephen Wright fan, and it was just such a weird appearance. I don't remember if it was good, well, that, but I don't remember it was bad. No, no, I just no. remember it was strange. Like, he would get up and just kind of wander around and, and point at stuff like, what's this? We and we'd talking. explain some, something, and it's like, has, you know, it, it, we're doing a radio show. It's not visual. Well, 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 what are you, why that over there? And I'm like, I'm like, is he putting on an actor? No. Is he just, I, that's no. just him, right? Yes, absolutely. He would come to town. He would do Letterman, and Eddie Brill was the warm-up on the Letterman show for a thousand years. And so they're, you're doing Letterman. You know, you've done it. And so they're, there's a hotel. They're flying you in. They're, you're at the W or something really nice. And, uh, Eddie, I'm just going to go home with you. Kinda, your couch is most comfortable. I just oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And so Eddie's like, well, come on, buddy, no problem. I respect you know, that. They're putting you, you know, they're, I don't really, no, that confuses me. <laughs> so. We going toward the boathouse? Yes. If we're, no, we're going to go over here and we're going to go around. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Good, so we'll good, good, good. Probably. We can go on the street that way. No worries. I'll, I'll stay on the dirt. But Don Gavin was letting me know, I'm like, what does he want to do with that fancy hotel? Do you want to put him here? Do you want to put him there? And, and he was exactly what you just said. He's like, Henley, I've known a guy for 30-something years, and he's calling me, and I don't know if he's joking. <laughs> I don't know. He's not bitching. No, he no, not at all. No, he's just going, well, I just kind of think maybe it'd be better. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And everything, it just seems like he's leaving you hanging, and then he actually isn't leaving you hanging. He's waiting on you to come back and go, Oh no! Then we're supposed to do this, and then, right. right? I guess I don't know. It's going to be a treat. I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait to go up to Nantucket, have some fun with you guys, podcast a little bit. I, I love Nantucket. Well, Ron was like, you know, I'm like, he likes to do a shorter set, so I'll have this and this, and then you close. And he goes, and he kind of was hesitant for a second, and um, I go, what's the matter? Can you not find more comedic icons that I have to follow? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those all-star shows. It there, is. There's not a good. There's not a good spot for any of you guys. Well, that's what I said last year was. Uh, I, I hosted, and, and uh, Jimmy Dunn and Don Gavin and Foxworthy. We were the wow. that was the four shows. So that's awesome. And I took a picture in the green room. I'm like, this is literally 135 years of comedy <laughs> sitting here. Right. You know. That's unbelievable. That's a lot of good careers right there. When you think of Stephen Wright, then you have to think Mitch Hedberg. Oh, I know. So I met Mitch. Herb, I met Mitch Hedberg uh, the day before he died. I knew the the Carolines. Wasn't it at Carolines? The day before he died, I went and saw him at Carolines, and he crushed. He looked healthy too, because I heard all the stories over the, the years leading up to that. And then I went in the green room, and we met. 
He knew about the Opie and Anthony show at the time. Uh, gave me like a crazy ass, cool ass hug. We exchanged numbers and he was literally going to come on the show, you know, the next day or a couple days later. And uh, sure enough, the next day he was dead. And great, and dude. and know it's we- great, dude. <laughs> know it's weird. You know the Caroline sign on the stage. Oh yeah. I think they changed it out since, but for years after he died, I would look at a dent in one of the letters. I wish I could remember what letter, but it doesn't matter, I guess. And I remember when I saw Mitch Hedberg, he was doing a bit, and he took the microphone and he hit banged the, it. He banged it really hard. <laughs> and, and I remember, it, it was just one of these weird things I'd noticed, and I noticed that he left a dent. So then every time I would go to Caroline's, I would just see that little dent. That's pretty good. I, don't, I mean, it's not, you know, but it was no. just one of those things. They got the old sign. They've got the original comic strip sign. It's not hanging. It's laying in the floor in the back of the room because they're, they remodel because of Seinfeld's Netflix special. So they switch the stage around. And, uh, but the old sign, it looks like the k- bubble of a cartoon in the newspaper. And it's Eddie Murphy and Seinfeld and Colin and Chappelle and Attell and Rock and Sandler. And wow. <laughs> it's for, yeah, it's, and it's just it's laying in the goddamn floor. <laughs> they literally have no idea. Uh, Seamus, who was just uh, in my apartment, not you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it feel good. I'm telling you, we're so close. We're so close. You know, you know where I live, and now I know where you live. Seamus wants to steal it because there's no telling what amount of donate it to charity, auction it somewhere. You know, really. Oh, so they're never putting the sign back up. It looks they're just long and slow on the renovation, and it's been laying in the floor for like a year and a half. So why don't you ask him if you could just have it? Put it up in your apartment or something. You don't ask a lot of the comedy club owners. Yeah, you're right. God, you're (laughs) right. You don't really. No, you don't. You you hate to go, can I get a drink? Right. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's about as far (laughs) as you should go. Do you mind if I get a Sprite on the house? Is that okay? (laughs) Can I have the mozzarella sticks? Yes, you can, but don't you dare ask for the fucking empanadas. I've, I've heard those stories. Well, I've seen it, those stories uh, myself where comedy clubs will let the comedians order from part of the menu, but not the big entrees. And the worst part of it is uh, total hypocrisy. They will let the headliner who's making the most money order off the whole menu. And the dude that needs the free meal, he's the one limited to the chicken wings. Or that's it. You know, they literally, the guy that's making $250, they're going chicken wings and mozzarella only. And then the guy's making $3,000. They're going, I have a steak. (laughs) Have you had the food? It's delicious. (laughs) Right. Fucking awful. (laughs) And the opener is eating off the kid's menu. Yes, exactly. And then the middle, he's somewhere in the middle. He gets like chicken breast. (laughs) Chicken marsala. But don't you dare ask for the fucking steak. I thought thought there was so much, like, crazy shit that us radio guys had to deal with over the years. But, man, the stuff you guys have have had to deal with. Fuck. Unbelievable. Just the shitty pay. Ordering off only part of the menu. The condescension. The the condo. Oh, God. Where they put you up. All that crap. Oh, the condos. There was a... One of them, he's still a dude. There's, there were two guys, Funny Bone and Improv, and they had a Funny Bone divorce, and um, he, but he was so stingy, which he freely admitted. He would come in when he would. They had Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland. So you went up and down. It's five hours, you know, between Cincinnati and Cleveland, four and a half, and. Uh, 
He wouldn't even pay for his own goddamn hotel. He would come and sleep on the, on the same couch right. that the MC slept on. Jesus. He would still come in there, and we're like, dude, you're, you're a millionaire. You got season tickets right. for the Cavs right, right. and the Browns <laughs> and the Indians, and you're paying, well, you know, $75, $75. Oh, my and God. It's just the weirdest. You got to treat yourself after a while. It was, it was so funny, and they were, some of those guys are like that. It just makes no sense at all. And then I like it when some of them, there's only two regular ones, three or four, uh, Mike Lacey at uh, Comedy Magic in Hermosa Beach and Mark Ridley at the Comedy Castle in Detroit. And... Jordan Hawley in Lexington, Kentucky. So they're literally like five people who are on the category of good club owner. <laughs> you know, there's just not... Why are there so many shitty club owners? They're just part of a chain, and it's a whole bunch of, you know, it's about like this cop car is about to run us down. I see that. <laughs> Go around! Hi, officer. Oh, they heard you. They wonder what we're doing. If you see something, say something. <laughs> Two white men looking too affluent. <laughs> One of them's holding some sort of device. That almost it, it could be electronic. Like? I'm not really sure. He may be. It's some kind of detonate, <laughs> right? Yeah, it does look like something that could it detonate. Does, totally. Or some kind of Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> How was uh, your vacation, man? Down south. Oh man, we had a great time. Lake Martin is the best thing. In Alabama, and my brother was a big old host, and uh, my niece was wonderful, and we dragged the kids around on inner tubes nice. and beat them to death, and you know, and it was really funny because like, the, my brother's conservative, so he won't yank them outside the wake, you know, and then my niece's husband. <laughs> He's super dangerous. <laughs> so we're going around the corner where my brother can't see, and we're just murdering them. <laughs> and we didn't throw them off. We never lost one of them oh, the nice. entire time. We got air. There was five feet of air. You could have walked underneath it. It was so... And they were holding on. They were holding on for Beautiful. dear life, and it was so much funny. You give thumbs up for faster, thumbs down right. for slower, or keep it the same. And all it was was thumbs up the entire time. So. I miss I miss tubing. I used to love it. When I go see Brother Weez, uh, he has a boat. We do the tubing on the lake, Lake Ontario. There's an island that has somebody put some goats on it. And what? they just started multiplying. And so it's in the middle of the lake. And everybody just goes over there and feeds the goats. <laughs> it's Goat Island. And so as soon as you roll up in your boat, all the goats come running because they're used to people feeding. What, what's up with humans where they see an island and their first thought is, we got to populate with this with one animal. I, I've seen the islands that are, you know, infested with cats. I've seen the iguana islands. I never heard of the a goat keys, island. The roosters are in the keys. I oh, think. that's the, right. There's yeah, like yeah, chickens yeah, yeah. and roosters running around everywhere. There's I a lot of those fucking islands. But um, somebody, somebody did this, and so, but you know, for kids, so it's a hillbilly petting zoo in the middle of the lake. <laughs> it's for free. All you gotta do is roll up there. Nothing wrong with free. Oh, we took nothing wrong with free entertainment. We had a great. Uh, we jumped off Chimney Rock, which is there's three, four levels. There's like one that's like a. 40 feet and there's Jesus. another about 80 and then there's another one that's like 100 and, is there really oh yeah and there's it's, it's all they've graffitied the whole thing it's crazy good chimney rock again lake martin how high have you done 40 yeah but i did i did 80 growing up in another oh, you place did. near my house because yeah. 40s even ridiculously high cameron uh is 10 years old and could not wait <laughs> you know and everybody his age and younger we're going off and all, all the way to 100. All the way, no, they were they were going off the 40. Oh, the 40, okay. And but there were kids that were still younger than him going off like the 80. 
Isn't a hundred where it could get to a point where you could really be hurt? Well, if you land wrong, if you just go sideways for some reason, say you spaz out and land on your side, you'll bust nine ribs or something crazy like that. And there's all, yeah, if you, everybody says you don't know what's underneath there and you're going to hit a stump. Sure. And that is true. But when something's been there for a thousand years, there's no stump. But you can land wrong. You could fling yourself off and get crazy sideways in the air and do the ultimate belly flop or back flop. And I got to interrupt. Do you see that lady right there? She was just topless. Oh, I didn't really. And it's an old lady in a it bikini. Is. From the 70s. From the 70s. Very. And, and she was, uh, I mean, this brought up, that's pretty cool, actually. No, it actually. was kind of Florence Henderson. <laughs> it, it, it was very Florence Henderson. For it a gives second. you an, a, a whole different look at the park. But it's like more secluded, and that lady was topless. Then she saw us coming, and she wasn't shy about putting her top on. She put it on really slowly. She's got to be, <laughs> I would say she's at least 60 something. I'm going to say 65. And I'm look at her body, though. It's banging. Look, look. Look at the ass now. Now she turned to show us her oh, ass. And she's on the phone saying two creepy dudes are talking about <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> some sort of detonator device. <laughs> you were missed, man. Me and Carl did the. Uh, the Big Apple uh, BBQ Fest and uh, the U-Bond gang, they are off the hook cool, man. They're the best in the world. Oh, my God. I mean, I met so many people through Carl. I was there two days and really just a whole bunch of cool people, but the U-Bond people especially hung out the most and they were the greatest. That Bloody Mary mix, my mother puts in meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> I can see that. You know, and yeah. it's got the spice, it's got the kick. It's way better than the whole crappy ketchup. Right. And uh, there's, there are other things. They have a whole website on things people are doing with the Bloody Mary mix other than making Bloody Mary. Sure. I needed you, though. I needed a translator. They are. I got to interrupt you because we just passed where they do uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And every time I ride my bike past where they do Shakespeare in the Park here in Central Park in New York City... I think at the time, Judy Gold was bragging about doing Shakespeare in the Park. I, <laughs> I just got to mention it again. And oh, it's great. <laughs> it's so good how long you are. <laughs> and I, without making a joke, I wasn't going for a thing. No. I truly thought she meant she was doing Shakespeare in the Park where... There's other people that do that, but they find just a, a tree somewhere and set up yep. camp and do a little Shakespeare. And she, she looked at me. She was so mad. Because <laughs> for the life of me, I, 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 I didn't think for a moment that she actually got the big gig, the real Shakespeare in the did, Park. Yeah. I know she they did, an and she crushed it. version of something. Uh, Taming of the Shrew. Right, all female. Yeah. yeah but no, no, she crushed it. I was sitting there that day. She was, she was absolutely wonderful, because you couldn't have been more stupid. <laughs> and admitting your stupidity the whole time, oh, know, you're, you're freely. <laughs> and it just made it funnier, because I'm like, I'm such an idiot. And, and then I had seen the thing that you had seen, so I was able to actually yeah. go, no, I know what he's saying. She was like, I know what he's fucking talking about. There's like eight people standing out there. And they're on the side of a hill. Just doing I was confused. I'm like, should I be congratulating her for this? And then when we found out it was the real thing, then of course. But some of those Shakespeare's in the park, they do like topless. Have you seen that one? That oh, yeah. was a few years back. Yep. They did a Shakespeare in the park. Not the real one where they find a tree. Right. But it was a big deal because they decided to do the whole play uh, topless. And well, then, you know, the... I did Julius Caesar last year, and they were, you know, everybody was livid about that. Oh, they, right, right, right. They were trying to lose sponsors and whatever, and the theater went, we don't care at all. They, yeah. did, what, they did what the Masters Golf Tournament did. Uh, we're the Delacour Theater. We're Shakespeare in the Park. 
Shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. Okay, Delta. Sorry, Visa. <laughs> don't care. Uh, we're still doing this play this way. How, how's your brothers, by the way? You got to see them again down south. Oh, he was. I told you he was the host on the on the lake. He yeah, was, no, but he's doing good. And oh, he oh he told me. Okay, he told me this is where we're riding around on the boat, and he goes. I need you to come over here and talk to Carl. <laughs> Not our Carl, okay. his neighbor. And uh, I go, why do you need me to? No, this will really be a solid. You need to help me out here. And I'm like, okay. You've never asked me. I'm happy to. And Carl's from Big Pharma, and he basically starts companies and runs them up to about $40 million and then sells them and then starts another company and Jesus. does this again. And Carl's, nice life. Carl's banker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> who is in Auburn, Alabama. That finances all these deals, and his, na- his last name is Martin, I think. And he, but Carl calls him Martini, and he's like, he loves you, he loves the show, he thinks this is great. You need to come over here and just call. We're gonna get on. We're gonna talk to Carl, and then we're gonna call Martini, and he's gonna be thrilled to death. <laughs> fans of the podcast, the fans of the show, fans of the oh. all the show podcast, the whole thing, nice. all the way. But, you know, he knows, Carl thinks it's funny that we have a Carl. Right. They know Sherrod. They know DeStefano. They are no shit. You know, full on right up who the nine people were that were listening before we got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a year ago, by the way. That, it's almost our anniversary. Yeah, that's why we're doing the whole, uh, for the first time today, if everyone shows up, it's going to be me, you, Sherrod, and uh, Carl Ruiz, the Cuban. So it's going to be fun. That's right. where we're heading. We're going to get parts, but we got to get Carl out of this dive bar. This dark, horrible dive bar. Is it the one on... The one we did that pop-up that one time. Where you came in drunk and and you were like Angry Vic and everyone loved you. Oh, yeah, I remember. It's actually a cool (laughs) place. They they actually have a good jukebox in there. No, they really do. You're absolutely The music's really good. Drinks are all right. And then... uh, And they have the classic miserable bartender. The guy that's got to be... I don't know if I had to guess. Easily pushing 70, probably. I used to... When Caroline's, uh, no, not Caroline's, when uh, Elaine's was open uh, on like 87th and 2nd there, the old miserable guy lived in my neighborhood, and he kind of liked me. And I knew him from the clubs and this, that, and the other. And they would have a buzzer. They wouldn't let you in. They were open until 4. And you could stand there in front of the window, and they would just shine you. Right. Or they would push the button and let you in. And his name was Tommy, and he was fucking miserable. <laughs> he cussed everybody out. But he played the shit. They had a. a, a I bet you he loved working that button, though. He, I'm sure. Because he, he was so miserable, he could play God. Like, ah, well, I, I don't feel like letting you Elaine in this time. Was sitting there and like looking like Buddy Hackett in the Moon Man. Oh Jesus! With the big old navy black rim <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, God. Just like picture, you know, and Robert Altman is a. Uh, sitting there smoking weed openly in front of everybody. <laughs> Beautiful. It's a pipe tobacco, but he's just cramming skunk in right, and right. sitting there smoking. And they would, you know, we'd roam up there every now and then leaving the club and we'd go, hey. And they were like, we can't get in here. That guy's meaner than fuck. I'm like, no, nah, he knows me. He lives across the street. And I would see him in the neighborhood in the morning getting coffee and bagels and shit. So he was always... He would always let me in. He'd fucking hit the buzzer. So I'd walk up oh, in there. Oh, beautiful. I'd walk up in there every now and then. And they're like, hey, here we go. We, we had the same situation in Buffalo when I was living there. It was a dark, uh, a dark bar that we liked going to, Electronic Darts. And uh, they had the same thing with the buzzer, buzzer you in. Problem was, the, only re- the reason they had the buzzer was because it was in a horrible neighborhood, this, uh, this bar. <laughs> Just off Allen Street in <laughs> Buffalo. It was literally uh, pretty much... 
pretty much a you know a few steps into the into the ghetto. I think they were called the uh, oh, what were they called the fruit the fruit streets I think. Rick, I think Rick James lived on one of the fruit streets in Buffalo. Someone's got to help me out. But it's a whole bunch of streets like named after fruits, and it's a terrible, terrible neighborhood. <laughs> terrible. But it, but they had this really cool bar that a lot of uh, me, you know me being young at the time, where all us younger people liked going. So there's a speakeasy on the Upper East Side right now, and I haven't been there. But again, the aforementioned Seamus was talking about it, and it looks like an ice cream store, and it looks like a Dippin' Dots or a Froyo or some kind of 16 handles and it's literally between I think it's between 88 and 89 on 2nd Avenue and you have to say can I see the storeroom or the warehouse or something Yeah. and then they hit the thing and the wall goes up and you oh, get no down kidding. Yeah, yes it's a full that's on, awesome I think it only seats about 30-35 people something like that I haven't done it yet but Seamus has been twice and he told me about it that's badass and we man. stood that's on the cool. street looked through the window and he goes you could see the hinge you, he goes see it was because it was they're only open on the weekends I think but there's so, nothing illegal going on, on in there no, they're just they're, it's just, they're, yeah, they're yeah. just trying to be funny and have a yeah. hidden bar that only nobody knows about but that's badass because then that, the word would get around and people would absolutely want to check out the hidden bar so I think it's just Thursday, Friday, Saturday because we were out there on like a Monday, Tuesday, and we were standing on the street, and he was explaining it to me and showing it to me, and I'm like, ooh, you can fucking totally see where the door would just swing open. Well, we're almost, uh, we're kind of on the outskirts of Strawberry Fields. You put us on, yes. On the other side of the park. We're getting close to getting Carl. We missed the boathouse. I know. I wanted to walk by there, but this, I like the conversation, though. Well, the boathouse, I told you, the Woody Harrelson <laughs> at the, uh, Woody Harrelson had been on Nantucket for the festival like five years ago, and Jackie Flynn and the Farrelly's put all the Boston guys in the movies. So all the Boston comedians get a cameo or some little thing. So I'm walking, I'm in here with Nikki, and we're hanging out, and we're having a drink, having a Pim's cup. A Pim's cup? <laughs> I know, I almost know what that is finally. <laughs> so I go walking in the men's room, and. Woody Harrelson comes right in behind me. And he goes in the stall, and I'm at the urinal. <laughs> but he, I go, hey, Woody, it's uh, Vic Hanley. I met you with Jackie Flynn a couple of years ago in Nantucket. And he's like, Jackie Flynn's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, in a really. <laughs> so, but we're talking. I'm peeing. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> you know, but we're talking through the fucking, just, you know, where we got fired. Right. And, oh, the stall. <laughs> so we're talking. And he goes, um, I go, all right, buddy. So I finished peeing. And I'm about to walk out. I'm like, an older guy was coming in, like a 70-something-year-old man. And I'm like, hey, Woody, uh, I'm leaving now. So don't keep talking. Because <laughs> we're going to scare the shit out of this man. <laughs> And he was like, oh, good to see you, Vic. <laughs> That's classic. Uh, now we're uh, underneath the Dakota on 72nd and Central Park West, looking know, up at Yoko Ono's joint. She's I used to really have to old. walk across the side of the street. Over why? Because it bothers me. What, what, why? Because it's just too close to ugly, horrible. Seriously, when my friends would come and visit me, I'm like, I'm only going to stand on the opposite corner, and you can go over there and take all the pictures you want. Uh, this is creepy to me. Yeah, to this day... Uh, it's the, creepy to me. Sorry. The, to this day, the tourists take pictures exactly where John Lennon was shot. Stupid. We're going to actually walk right by it. Yeah, Sorry, Vic. Like I know. 
Which sadly brings us back to a time when Opie was taking video of tourists taking pictures in front of the Dakota, where John Lennon was assassinated. Here's the entrance to the Dakota. Yeah, get a picture where he was murdered. There you go. Beautiful. Smile. That's where he was murdered. And since this one's in poor taste on behalf of the leader of the Beatles, here's a backwards message for you tourists who like to take pictures in front of the Dakota, where John was killed. Oh, if I say like You really don't like it? I don't like it one bit. I'm dead serious. I think I But I'll do it. Oh, here we go. We got a lie. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast, but, uh, you know, I live in the neighborhood. And uh, my wife has seen Yoko Ono a couple times, and she's now she's now in a wheelchair pretty much full time. Okay, well. But she's got to be 80. She was older than John Lennon, right? Yes, she was. Absolutely. By, by seven or eight years, I think. Maybe. I don't know. You. This is your wheelhouse, but I think he was the oldest Beatle. George was the youngest Beatle. No, Ringo's the oldest Beatle. Well, know what you got to do when you walk by the Dakota. You don't think of it as the place John Lennon was shot. You think Ro- Rosemary's Baby. You now think that, Vanilla okay, Sky. You, you can flip it back over. I'll go with you. Now you're making me happy. <laughs> Thank you for recovering. But yes, Rosemary's Baby. We are now Good. walking exactly where John Lennon was shot. And we're done. We're done. We're past. That was it. I know. And Mark David Chapman was hanging out. Don't even stop. Okay. (laughs) But right here. (laughs) Right stop. Or was it the other side? I think it was right here. I don't like it. He hung out all day waiting. Okay, I'll I'll shut up. With his copy of Catcher in the Rye. Right. (laughs) So. I'll shut up. Uh, Um, My brother wrote back. Oh, did he? Okay. He answered the name of Dad's (laughs) Yeah, but now I got to like, this started on the other side of the park where I was telling Vic that my dad was an entrepreneur slash scammer with his friends, but it was all on the up and up and legal. So I asked Scott, because you want to know the name of the church. I go, Scott, I'm podcasting with Vic Henley, and I'm trying to remember the name of dad's church when we were growing up. He wrote, holy crap, I obviously repressed that. He goes, <laughs> he goes I'll probably remember it bolting awake in the middle of the night in a puddle of sweat and tears. <laughs> I love it when you call your family because this is very similar to every answer. Whichever siblings you call, the answers are almost like this every single time. Like, oh my God, I forgot about that. I was trying to block that out. It always starts with that. No. And it's something really funny. There's a, there's a, I'm one of seven. And... The ones that have shitty memories, like me, did much better than the siblings that have a really good memory. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And then he writes, oh, this is funny because it sort of went like this. He wrote, Hughes Child, meaning any one of us, right. says, I have a tax-exempt certificate, cashier. You're a church, little boy? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> But even worse than having the tax exam, like if we didn't use it, we would get in trouble. I'm like, Dad, oh, we're teenagers. We're like, we're hanging out with our friends. We can't pull out a tax exam because we're buying like new shoes sure. or new sneakers or something. No, you have to. If I'm going to perpetuate this scam, you're a participant. <laughs> you don't have any choice. Oh, my dad. There was years there. He's like, you know, I read an article. You don't have to. You don't have to file income taxes. Right. <laughs> he did all that shit. It's like, you know, income taxes is actually illegal. <laughs> well, tax tax evasion. Yeah, we're scaring small children on the street. Just turn around. We're scaring small children on the street. Obviously, uh, someone passed us that works for the IRS. It said something like, that was crazy. You really did scare the little, he's a Pokemon. You scared the little Pokemon boy. Oh, uh, so I got to tell you one other thing, because we're, we're coming up on the bar. So, I've been doing my fishing. 
the nice. last uh, week or so. Perfect. And, uh, you know, we all deal with, like, the haters online, right? Yes. They, they finally got me. They finally got me. So I caught a, uh, a striped bass, and my fishing buddy, he had his phone, so he's like, I'm going to film you reeling it in. And it was a nice-sized fish. It was about 30, 31 inches, and right. legal's good 28. Good eating. Good, e- good eating, right? So then I posted on my YouTube channel because people always ask about my fishing. Here's me, you know. It's real. It's true. Yeah, here's me pulling in a, a nice striped bass, whatever. It's not supposed to set the world on fire or anything. But here, here's a little taste of my fishing life, right? Right. These motherfuckers, and I can't be <laughs> mad at them. I can't be mad no, at them, not. for real. No. They're convinced that I need attention so bad that I put a dead fish on the line no. just so I could reel in a no. monster fish. No. And I was mad at first, and then I'm like, oh, man, that's good. That's good. And then I looked at the video a few times, and if you look at it, it it certainly looks like it could be a dead fish. It's not. I'm here to tell you it's not. And a lot of these striped bass, especially the bigger ones, when you reel them in, they're they're exhausted by the time time you you do. Yeah, by the time you get them in shore. And then I'm like, I don't know if I could ever prove this wasn't a dead fish on my line. But then at the end of the video, you actually could see the back fin you know, uh, moves up and down. I saw that episode of Andy Griffiths. And <laughs> Wait, do they have something like no, that? There's, oh, I, there's I, several. There's, that's a sitcom classic right, from right, a million right. years ago. Or but, somebody, but that's well. You got, but no, you got to appreciate it. Like they were like, no, you should just admit it. No, I did. Yeah, yeah. I woke up at four in the morning yeah. and drove to the fishmonger <laughs> yeah. and bought the biggest motherfucker. <laughs> right. They just got all the boat. Came back before daylight. <laughs> right. Put it on my hook. Threw it in the ocean. Went over. Woke up my neighbor. <laughs> right, right, told right. him to come back. <laughs> you know what? I mean, the guys, the guys I fish with. Trust me, they're not gonna. No. They're, they're not gonna deal. With me doing no, any fishermen. any horseshit like that, no, these guys are hardcore fishermen. I'm I'm a newbie, uh, you know, r- relatively speaking, compared to these guys. So, but I was mad at first, and then I'm like, ah, I mean, if this is how you want to spend your day, Fine. I, you know, Good. like like I told Carl earlier, you know, fighting with haters is like fighting a ghost. Well, no, that's you, why I, you the, can't fight with ghosts, right? And you can't fight with, that, yes, with all haters. All my friends' kids who are range from you know eight to eighteen, all of them forever, they love going. You guys just don't give a fuck. I'm like, well, why would you give a fuck? I'm not listening to some idiot. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter one goddamn bit. Right, right. I'm fine. We're fine. Everything's good. It's no big deal. But now that I now that I talked about the video where I where they think I reeled in a dead fish, now that video's gonna do well because everyone's gonna want to check it out. So check it out on my YouTube channel, Opie Radio. It's almost as big as the hog in your pants. Vic, that was an awesome walk from your apartment. We're outside the dive bar where Carl is, where I dropped him off a long time ago at this point. So there let's he is smoking. Where is that him? No. Is that yeah, him? yeah, that's him. Is that Nick Solaris? It is. Oh, it's both of them. There he is. Yay! How are you, sir? Good to see Good you, chaps. Right. What's up, Nick? We just Give me a hug, brother. Yeah, good to see you. Good, real good. Oh, we're recording you live. But it's the we're finishing up this podcast. And we, uh, <laughs> he loves the hat. He loves the hat. I love it. Bro, I left you a long time ago. I am fucking tired, I exhausted. You're in good shape. I was part of a fight at the bar. No. They kicked some fucking guy out. Oh, it was the best. What was the fight over? Reloading. So this guy comes behind me. He was like, a football fan or a, fo- soccer a soccer fan, fan. Yeah. and he comes in the back and Argentina he's watching Argentina's losing good Croatia yes 
So, so I'm watching the game, and the guy standing behind me, and the bartender, you know, old school New Yorker, he goes, "Hey, buddy, you gotta buy something if you're gonna watch the game." He goes, "No, I'm going to work. I can't drink anything." He goes, "Okay, five minutes." So after five minutes comes, I call the bartender. I go, "Hey, <laughs> Carl's the best." I go, "I go. I don't want to say anything, but my six thousand dollar watch says he's you're about ten minutes slow." He goes, "Thanks, cuz." <laughs> so he goes, "Hey, soccer guy." <laughs> He goes, hey, soccer guy, uh, time to go. Carl here says it's been 10 minutes. The guy goes, looks at me and goes, more like 12 minutes. <laughs> and the guy's like a real fucking nerd. And he goes, I'm just watching the game. This is a free country. He goes, it is a free country. It ain't a free fucking bar, though. So I'm like, it ain't a free fucking bar. You see what Trump is doing to kids. You think you're going to fucking sit in his bar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So now I'm getting everybody riled up in the bar. (laughs) Stirring the pot. I'm stirring the pot. And this guy, he must be all of 80 years old. And the guy stares and he keeps watching the game. And not only is he watching the game, he's being vocal. Like, oh, every time they miss a goal. Yeah. So he looks at me and goes, is this motherfucker an Argentina fan? I go, the biggest fan. I'm going to Croatia. He goes... I banged a Croatian girl once. I'm like, do it for her. <laughs> he comes around the bar. He goes, that's it, Poncho. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's it, Poncho. And then I'm translating in Spanish. I'm like, I'm like, adios, amigo. <laughs> and he threw him out. Threw him the fuck for out. Her. And people Rudy clapped him the whole way. Oh, that's awesome. And I got a free shot of Jim Beam. For being American. <laughs> you joining us for the next podcast? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, we're turning this off. This is it. I uh, dropped. So what are we going to accomplish? Me and Carl got hot dogs. I dropped them off at the dive bar. Then I walked across to Central Park, picked up Vic. We had a nice stroll. And, uh, and now now we're moving on to get parts and uh, meeting up with Sherrod. Now we can really start drinking. Yes. something I like to call larceny. Larceny. That was some pretty good stuff. It was pretty good. Oh, that's right. It's Al Capone's bourbon. I'm always talking about drinking, not stealing other people's No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joey, take it away. We're walking over to get parts. Well, looks like Greg put me in a tough spot again. I'm left here to tell you that this one's a used cliffhanger. And we'll pick it up right where we left off with the whole crew at Gebhardt's in New York City. In the meantime, give this free show a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Buy a shirt or hat at opiradio.com. Check out Opie's Dead Fish video in the description link to this episode. Get involved with the listener community on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Opie Radio. The Westwood One Podcast Network. The Ugly Truth with D.L. Ugly. I didn't like Iron Man because it didn't have enough Budweiser cans in it. What's like, what's <laughs> yeah, we can't. Iron Man should have Aluminum Man. Yeah, it's just a sidekick. What? That's so <laughs> dumb. What about Bamboo Wood Man? Now, who got it? What about him? The Ugly Truth. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free, Free. from the Westwood One Podcast Network.